Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazan. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Via Williams. So today we're talking about productivity. Actually, the next two episodes we're going to talk about productivity. And, and I think it's a really fascinating topic because all of us here have a mission. And our mission on this podcast is for everybody to lead big lives, right? Mm-hmm. And in order to li- live really big lives, you have to be productive. And I think what's fascinating is I was the one that that said I wanted to do this episode and, and wrote it. We each take turns writing our episodes. And I found myself thinking like, it's weird that I'm writing this episode and Wendy Papasan isn't because Wendy is married to <laughs> the guy who wrote the Bible of productivity, right? Yeah. Jay Papasan. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm the productive one though. <laughs> well, but I, well, you're pretty productive. Like you're pretty productive. Yeah. Yeah. And I've Wendy, you've been living this. I've internalized a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've been living this and like really, you, your family has internalized this for like a decade or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I found myself thinking about that. And the reason that this is such a big topic for me is that it has not come naturally to me. I am not by nature an organized person. In fact, one of my nicknames for my college friends is the hurricane. <laughs> because... I know. Because like I would walk in, like we all rented a house during college. I would walk in and there'd be a trail of Via from like the front door <laughs> to my room. Like Via would shed her backpack and her thing. It's just, it, I'm always a mess and I, I do big things. I create big things. I grow big things. And there's just a mess all around me. And that's just how I am, right? And so I've had to be super purposeful about this topic. And I've become an extremely productive person. You know, you know what's interesting about this Via? And that's, is that, so we're like newer friends, right? We've been friends mm-hmm. now for the last few years and I view you as a super productive person from my from my perspective. But one of the things that really opened my eyes and I got to know you more is we just recently had a retreat, all of us, and uh, we talked about strength finders. Mm-hmm. And you are so unique because all five of your top strengths are considered influencing. Mm. Oh so, yeah, I remember. That was at like two in the morning. Yeah, they're not in the ex- executing category, which is like productive, right? right? They're in influence. Oh, operational. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so to mm-hmm. me, that's actually, you've leaned into the influencing strengths that you possess, which is why you're Vropra and, and Via Williams, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Vropra same, is another nickname. And yes. at the same time, from my perspective, it's like, oh my goodness, because I, I view you as such an executing person. Right. And so to me, I think that it's been huge uh, seeing how uh, you've written this written this episode, but then also on your productivity, because you've definitely grown in this area compared to your natural yeah. of just yeah. mainly focusing on influencing yeah. Yeah. behavior. Well, and I love that because I think so many of us feel that uh, we can't get better in certain areas. Yeah. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like a, a yeah. real limiting belief that we yeah. have. You know, we we had that episode where we talked about especially if you're a woman, um, just not being good at math or not being good at right. numbers and your yeah. PL and things like that. And this is an area where we can all get better. And I know that for me personally, in these last 10 years, I've grown exponentially and it's really mm-hmm. about the little things, right? And that's what we're going to talk yeah. about is like, what yeah. are the little things right. that we can do every single day to uh, be more efficient with our time? Yeah. That's good. Well, you know, and it's interesting too, because I think, you know, all of us are moms here on the show. And before I had our daughter, I had like limitless amounts of time, right? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have like bedtime routines you had to do mm-hmm. and lunches to make and dinner early and all of these things. And so I found that I had more energy and more time where I could cheat. 
right? And so what I love on how we're doing this episode is, you know, as your your time gets more condensed, all of a sudden your the amount of purposefulness and productivity you have to have just absolutely changes the way you have to look at productivity. I love that. Yeah. And and you guys can't see she- Seychelle unless you're watching <laughs> this on YouTube, but <laughs> she looks fantastic. She does her mic stand's been broken for like 30 episodes. And, and she's ordered it like um, five months. I have ordered, ordered it five ordered months ago. Exactly. So she's literally holding it like a rock star right now. Yeah, I mean, we're playing so Hurricane. Where, there's I no just reason why. Everybody, like, look at that you rock need to start like whipping your hair around. Yeah. I've got so my beach waves the, going on. So far, this is the least productive uh, episode, episode we've recorded. Super productive. <laughs> we're playing music. We're totally distracted <laughs> with the way okay, Seychelle's holding her microphone. So, so let's get down to business, but that's actually good because here's the thing, you guys. This is why we're calling it Hacks. Yes. And the reason I told that story and the reason I think it's good that we got a little squirreled out, a little ADD out, <laughs> is because we have hope for people who are not naturally like this. And so, you know, what I want you guys to know is I, I actually think one of my, I think I'm one of the most productive people I know. I'm involved in 13 different entities. I'm, I feel like I move the needle forward in all of them. And, and but do. I've had to learn this. So if any of you guys are listening today and this doesn't come naturally, mm-hmm. here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to listen to our next two episodes. And I want you to just choose one hack, not 10. We're going to give you 10. Choose one hack. Mm-hmm. Start that. And then add a second as a building block, right? So, so that, that's why they're called hacks. You don't have to take all 10 and change your life immediately. These are just things I, you know, that I've worked on for a long time. If you want to go back though and re-listen to this episode 10 times, so then you can have all 10 hacks because you keep <laughs> implementing them and maybe you want to give a five-star review every time, we're completely okay with oh, that. Oh, totally so. okay. 100%. 100%. <laughs> all right. So we're going we're gonna to start, ladies. And, and this one is near and dear to my heart. And we're going to start with hack number one. And hack number one, it's summed up in one word and that word is clarity. Yeah. Clarity is fundamental in all aspects of productivity. So what I mean here is clarity of purpose, right? Clarity of goals, clarity of tactics, clarity of the tasks you need to do to move the needle forward. And most importantly, clarity of your desired outcome. I love that. Yeah. And that can be said for anything. I mean, any Mm -hmm. conversation you have with your child about something important, right? What do you want the outcome to be? What do you want the outcome of every meeting to be? I mean, so many of us spend so much time in meetings that are just a waste of time. Yeah. Right? It's like, why are we just getting together? Do you have an agenda? Do you know what you want to get out of that meeting? I love that. And before showing up, I think the ultimate respect of somebody's time is before you're calling a meeting is sending the bullet points of the desired outcome mm-hmm. ahead of time, right? That's something that we've been really purposeful about recording these episodes, like about even our retreats that we do, right? We mm-hmm. always have an agenda. It's not like we just get together and like lollygag for a couple of days. There's always an agenda of what we're hoping to get out of it on the back end. And it's very mm-hmm. purposeful. Thanks and I think to me. Yes, you yes. are awesome at that. So true, Wendy. Um, and this is why we were talking earlier about you could do this episode in your sleep. But you know, I think I think there's cl- if you take the couple extra minutes to gain the clarity on the front end, it's going to save you hours on the back end. 
Yeah, yeah. and you want to start with the end in mind, right? That's right? Always thinking with the end in mind. I was talking uh, to someone this week and uh, we were talking about social media and how all of us have social media accounts. A lot of times we do things without even thinking about the end mm-hmm. in mind, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the purpose of what we're doing on social media? And I actually paused because I hadn't taken time to ask myself that and it really mm-hmm. made me think. But mm-hmm. having clarity, a lot of being productive has has to do with ha- being clear, clear on what mm-hmm. the goal is at the end of the day on what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And that so requires good. thinking time. You know, we yeah. talked about yeah. thinking time before. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that requires thinking time. You can't just do, 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 do. That's right. Well, and if, if you're not clear on like the vision for your life or the clarity around why you exist, right? Go back and listen. We have some episodes we've done on that already on like around vision and around your mission for your business or your life. And so if you, if you don't have some clarity around that, go back and listen to a couple of those episodes and then come back to this one because that's also going to help you maximize um, where you want to go to. Yeah. So and we could talk, we're going to, and we are going to talk, by the way, about what the, what clarity actually looks like in real world settings, right? Mm-hmm. But here, here's how I want to wrap this one up with a bow. If you are naturally wired like me, which is to just jump in and do, I'm just an executor. I, I guess my strength finders don't show that, but I am, a, I am an executor. Mm-hmm. I jump in and do you things, for sure. Right? Are. Yeah. yeah. Andy Stanley always says there's thinkers and doers and you can activate a doer to be a thinker, but it's really hard to activate a thinker to be a doer. And I'm just at Mm. my core a doer who Mm. also happens to be a thinker. But so for those of you who are wired a little bit like that, uh, you have to kind of force yourself to take the time to what Wendy says to plan and to think about things. And I also want to encourage you guys to have a parking lot, which we're going to talk about later. But to have a parking lot, mine's on the iPhone notes, you know, right on my phone, where you're just just dumping... Anytime you think about something, you need to have a receptacle to dump it in. There's a lot of reasons for that. And we'll talk about unfinished loops later. Mm -hmm. But... I do that too. If you keep... Yeah. 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 In real time, Wendy, you come up with it, don't you? And then later... You can't find it. Yeah. Yeah. And from a productivity standpoint, what this allows you to do is it allows you to fill in a whole bunch of gaps in a 15-minute break. And if yeah. you don't have clarity of your tasks, then you, you're you frozen. You kind of sit there and go, uh, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Email. Check my email, go on Facebook, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, right around. Sure. Yeah. 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 And, and I view clarity. that as, Yep. I, I also view that as part of, as a leader's role mm-hmm. is to help your team. Many times I use the parking lot Thing with my team members multiple mm-hmm. times a week, mm-hmm. you know, when they're bringing up things and like, that's so awesome. We're going to put that in the parking lot. What we're going to focus on right now is this. And I think that, that that's part of clarity is having a place for those to go. So it doesn't feel like you're like spinning your wheels and then your ideas or the things you want to achieve aren't going anywhere. You at least have a list of them that you can always come back to. And then, which leads us into, I think our second one, which is priorities, right? Yeah. Helping right. us prioritize. Yeah. I think the hack here is really asking yourself the focusing question, which uh, comes from a great book. We talk about it all the time. It's called The One Thing. It was written by Gary Keller and Jake Papazian. And the question's a powerful one. What Mm -hmm. is the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? Powerful question. Yeah. So number two hack is live a life of priorities, not tasks. That's our number two hack. Yeah. And when you think about it, like there's this great uh, story that each of us have used in our business planning before, which is if you you take a glass jar, right? And out beside of it, you lay some rocks, you lay some pebbles, and you lay sand, and you lay water. 
and you you look at your team, right? And you say, okay, all four of these have to fit in. What should we put in first? Right? And if you're doing it with your team as an exercise, if you put the sand in first or the tasks in first and the pebbles and the water, there's no room when you get there for the big rocks, which are your real priorities. And so what you have to do in the big glass jar first is you have to put the big rocks in first. And what that looks like when you're doing it on a daily basis is I know on my side, I have to front load my day and front load my morning. I have like an hour every morning where I'm focusing on my biggest rock and my business first. It even goes like I list out my calendar items. Like I physically anchor it and write it down every day. But above my calendar items every day is one box that I put above everything else. And that is the one thing that I have to do today such by doing that if nothing else happens, the day actually doesn't count in my book. Yeah, and so, so it makes it very yeah. simple, right? But yeah. it's only one. You can only put yeah. one above everything else. Yeah. Well, I had to create a system for this because for me, I used, I'm a checklist person, right? Yep. So we have all the things that we're doing and we feel super productive because we're doing things, right? Right. Um, but that is not what productive is, right? We know that. And so I used to make a, a list of the things to do. Um, mm-hmm. And then about three years ago, I became super productive. I started using a Panda planner, which actually has big boxes of the most you can have is five five priorities for the day. And that's where your priorities go. And there's a separate section that has the list of things to do. And for me, that was huge because I now every morning have my list of priorities that sit in front of me every single day. And then I highlight them at the end of the day if I got them done. And to be honest, five is a lot. For me, um, the most typically that can happen in terms of priorities is three. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because typically I'm dealing with bigger bigger yeah. items. Well, but that's huge, Seychelle. Yeah. And it's interesting. And we're going to get into the more tactical stuff in number five. But I love that, Sarah. And what's interesting is that the word priority actually was never plural for many years. Mm. Oh, interesting. Because it doesn't even make sense, huh. right? No, yeah. that's just if, it's your, if it's your priority, huh. you can't have priorities. True. Right. Somewhere along the line, um, we started talking Somebody about came. priorities. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. shame that's on that person that changed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if so, we, do you want to, Do you guys want to hear the via focusing question that I've adapted from from the one yes. thing that yes, I, of course. I teach all my people? And it, it's slightly different. And it, you know, it's all about probably personality and behavioral it's the style. The thing. It's the Von from Volpra. My weird fake accent that is is not good <laughs> from from the unknown country. <laughs> I just want to say that aloud. The Von thing. The, the Von thing from Volpra. Do you, do you think we could get Jay and uh, Jeff to change the podcast title of their to of the their Von podcast thing. to the Von thing? Okay, so here's the the Von thing focusing question. What what I say to myself, and for some reason this is really what does it for me. What I say to myself is, look, if I screw up on everything today or everything this week or everything this month, quarter, year, whatever I'm working on, if I screw up on everything in this category, but I succeed in this one thing, will I feel like I've won the day, week, month, whatever Mm -hmm. that's been? Mm -hmm. And that really is how I framework it. And, And the best example I have is that a couple of years ago, I lost 70 pounds. Don't look at me now. <laughs> We're going to work on that again. You're gorgeous. But I lost 70 pounds. Yes. You're beautiful. And, um, thank you. Thank you, we darling. Love looking so we, at all, you now. we also want to be healthy too. You know, mm-hmm. so that was it. That was a good time in my life, and so is this. But 
So, you know, I, I remember thinking back to what what are my priorities going to be, right? And, you know, I thought, well, you know, it could be calories in, it could be exercise, it could be macros. There's a lot of leading indicators mm-hmm. that you can kind of focus on for that. And I remember sitting there for the year and I was like, you know what? This is how I came up with the question. I go, you know, look, what if I screw up on all of those things? What if I screw up on everything? What if I didn't exercise? What if I didn't do good macros? But what if I lost 70 pounds? Would I feel like I had succeeded in this category? And the answer was a resounding yes in my head. Mm-hmm. So I that the fo- my one thing was, how am I going to lose 70 pounds? And then on a weekly basis, it was, how am I going to lose two pounds this week? And that really became my priority. So the task list behind that would have been... Okay, come up with my food journal, meal prep, plan my meals for the week, um, you know, cook my meals, you know, three nights a week and put them in Tupperware. Those are mm-hmm. tasks. But the priority was lose two pounds this week, right? Mm. So so that's a fundamental difference. And 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 we have Ben and I have our people give us their priorities every week. I would say the most common correction that I make on those is uh, this is a list of tasks. I actually want to see what your priorities are. So most people tend to to like lead with tasks. And what, what we're asking you to do is actually think about what the priority is and put the task behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you do that. We do our um, team huddle every day at 1030, which is after like you should have already done the heavy lifting of your um, like bulk of business for the day and whatever business you're in, right? We're in sales. So right, your, your heavy lifting of your contacts and your generating of your business should be done in the morning so that you're then doing appointments later in the day. And we end our huddle every day with one thing you're thankful for and the one thing that such by doing right, everything else becomes easier, unnecessary that you have to get done th- for the rest of the day, whatever that is. And you only get to pick one. Um, and it's helpful to your point via of not getting a task list of what your sales team has to do the rest of the day, but just the one rock they need to you know, knock over that day to get productivity going. Yeah, it's a really important one. And, and number three is probably um, one of the ones that's changed my life the most. And, and the number three productivity hack is manage your energy, not your time. If there is any book you guys are going to take away from this podcast today, it is the book called The Power of Full Engagement by Tony Schwartz. Not only have I read it three times now, I have seen him in person and I live it. This is one of the most fundamental uh, aspects of, of, I think, how I've morphed into a productive person. And basically, it's it's a concept of, of you know energy management, not time management. And he goes into a lot of uh, professional athletes because I believe we're all professional corporate athletes athletes in the business world. I believe we're all professional parental athletes in the parent world. <laughs> I believe we're all, you know, mm-hmm. athletes in our, of our life. We have a big huge life and we have to figure out how to have the stamina and the productivity to achieve our goals in all areas, not just business, right? So basically the premise of this is that you work in small chunks and you build in breaks. Very very important. And and his premise is that if you have five hours to do a task, you won't be very productive. But if you are very priority driven and you know exactly what you want to achieve and you give yourself a tight deadline, you will be extremely productive because you'll say, I've got 90 minutes to get this thing done. And by the way, it wasn't an accident we started with clarity. 
you have to have a lot of clarity and you have to really be clear about your priority in that session or whatever you're working Mm -hmm. on to get it done, right? So this is a huge concept. I cannot stress enough. You know, in some of the book websites I've been on, this book gets a 10 out of 10 from business leaders. Very rare. Yeah, I was going to say that's hard to get. Yeah. I I mean, I haven't haven't read that book, but that's actually how I... Mm-hmm. do my whole day is in 90 minute segments. And because for me, really I like deadlines and I can, I'm super distracted normally, but I can be not distracted for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I know, okay, after 90 minutes, the other thing that we found with this, the same concept. And I, again, I need to read this book because I didn't realize that's what we were doing. But that with our inside sales team, we found that when they are making calls for three, four hours, their results actually go down. Mm-hmm. But when they make calls for a 90-minute like sprint, and then they take a break, a, a 15 to 20-minute break, and then they do another 90-minute sprint, mm-hmm. they actually get more appointments because they're, yep. they're actually maintaining 100%. their energy. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I could totally yeah, I lo- see I that. Love that. I have a question for you guys too. Is there... right? Like, So it's kind of impossible to have your entire day in 90-minute increments, right? So is there a time... To- like, when do you find that you're chunking this time to be the most important? Is it your entire day? Is it a portion of your day? Like, I know people are going to be kind of asking, like, like literally, how how do you structure your time to be most productive when you're when you're working to get max productivity? Like, what does your this? daily yeah. schedule look like? like chunk, yeah, asking. chunk it down for me a little bit because I, I have a feeling we're going to get that question. So I'd I'd love to hear how how you're actually structuring your day. So from an energy standpoint, you know, number one, you have to be aware of who you are. So for me, um, I, I I front load my day just like you do, Seychelle. Right. So my my, you know, I eat the frog in the morning, so to speak. My very mm-hmm. hard tasks are in the morning. But but on a broader picture, I have a, a rhythm to my life that I've very purposely chosen, you know, really based on this concept. And that is from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. is my people time. Mm. Nights and weekends are my planning and prep time and early mornings are my planning and prep time. So I don't I don't typically do a ton of administrative or operational work or content planning during the day. And that's on purpose because I know that that my energy is going to be for me at my peak uh, in the morning into mid-afternoon. Mm-hmm. So, so I have a very specific rhythm to that. For most people, you want to get the hard stuff done in the morning and then have an afternoon of appointments if you're in a sales profession. I think this, this is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Well, you know, I also have a. I found I have a cadence to the week too. When I front load my week with yeah, like my hardest stuff on Monday, yeah. Tuesday, or let's For you know sure whatever your that. sales is, the beginning of your your cycle of your week, like you front load those first two days and cram. I mean, you look at my Monday, Tuesday part of my schedule, and it's like so heavy with product like productivity and big rocks and strategic and pushing over that as I roll into like I mean we we record a lot of our episodes on Friday, right? I, I'm I'm at the lighter end of the week, right? Where I can focus on things like we're recording today. Um and I'm not as worried about, oh my gosh, we have all the stuff that I procrastinated on that I didn't get done at the beginning of the week. And and I think all of these things are are really good. And what what I want to encourage all of our listeners is like find your rhythm. Exactly. Because like, exactly. the, the thing is, is like everyone's different, right? Mm-hmm. I am horrible in the morning. Like I, I I've I've tried my best to be like what the book <laughs> says. The book says every all the books say morning, morning, morning. Okay. And I've like my brain power right after my kids go to bed, which is like 8 30 at night, is like the best. I get the most 
I get so much done. I also get like my thinking time. Yeah. And so for me, it's different. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of my exactly. co-hosts mm-hmm. are fried at 8 30 at night, right? And mm-hmm. so I I'm in I bed by find then. what yeah. Yeah. Find <laughs> find your well, rhythm. Yeah. And find it can also rhythm. change throughout your life. Like yes. I know when my kids were small, for sure, I was exactly like you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Because you get That's up in the point, morning Wendy. and you're tired and so some of it has to do with your season of life as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And I know- Yeah, when, when to, you're nursing a baby or right. up yeah. at night with a baby, mm-hmm. you know, you're not uh, yeah, the best right in the morning because yeah, you barely course. slept. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I, and I would just say, uh, before I ju- jump to number four, the only other thing I would say about this is sometimes it helps to also uh, figure out how long it takes you to do the things that you don't like to do, those little things. So I know that it takes me about 90 seconds to unload the dishwasher. I know that it takes me about three minutes to go get gas, right? So some of those things where we don't really want to do. So just 90 seconds, the whole dishwasher. No, it doesn't yeah, take long. Yeah, it doesn't take that long. No, it doesn't take long at all. But I think people just think think in their mind it takes a, it mm-hmm. takes a lot a lot longer. Okay, I'm trying um, to. I'm just. I can't leave that. Via, like, let's be serious. Se- you, you, don't, you don't seconds. unload the dishwasher via Williams. Okay, Sarah. It's <laughs> let's, let's be serious. I don't. Okay, so then I'll, since we it's since we all know Via doesn't lie. do her uh, yeah, dishwasher. No, I got well, an award at our last uh, dolls retreat because I did unload the dishwasher the first time in like ten years for me. Congratulations. Well, Hurricane doesn't do that. Yeah. Okay, I unload the dishes. So there we go. So ninety I seconds. Still do that's pretty good. That is wow, awesome. that's really good. My God. So <laughs> if we're if we're going to number four, right? We which is, mm-hmm. I know. I'm gonna move us forward. Thank you. <laughs> Away from the dishes. Um, so number four is really focusing on the habits that you're building, not the discipline. Um, mm-hmm. And and when we look at that, right? This is this is about building habits upon like little bitty increments over time because we can't be disciplined at everything all the time. It's just it's yeah. not physically possible. And so, you know, I'm I'm going to throw it out there and if you know the answer to this, you can post post it in the comments on the podcast, right? But how many days does it actually take you to build a habit? Right? If you know 66. the answer, put it in. Yeah. yeah. 66 days. And, um, you know, Jay Papazan and that's the and Gary average. Keller, right? Some, taught some us are that, a lot longer and some are a lot shorter. That's, that's right. right. But the average would be it takes us 66 days to build a habit. And so, are you willing to commit with productivity to doing something for, on average, right, 66 days to build that rhythm into your life so that then that becomes something that feels more second nature to you instead of something that every day takes an extreme amount of discipline because you go on and off and on and off and on and off of it? And I, I think through this, uh, you know, we're recording during the pandemic and I have, an, I, mm-hmm. I have a thought that w- when you're listening, it's still going to be going on. Uh, but a lot of habits were uh, re-recreated habits yes. uh, during uh, during this pandemic, right? And then we're starting to see the results of that. Uh, and I think a lot of our businesses and a lot of our lives, because we're way past 66 days at this point. And so mm-hmm. we're starting to see the result of that. And Right in front of all of us, right in our businesses yeah. and people's lives, we're starting to see the the difference that brings in terms of habits versus uh, discipline. I love that one. Like one thing I think about too is, you know, if you're listening to this during a time where there's been a lot of change in your life, you know, what habits? Wendy asked a great question this week for us that we took to all of our teams, and that is, um, what habit have you given yourself extreme amounts of grace on that? 
maybe it's time for you to pick back up and start again. Yeah, you know, whether it good. is exercise, whether it is diet, whether it is working in your business or white space or a walk every day or, you know, getting involved back in your business again, whatever that is, what what habit have you given yourself grace on that maybe it's time to start again? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, habit stacking is a great concept that someone mentioned here um, from mm-hmm. the book Atomic Habits, mm-hmm. which is just a phenomenal book. And um, so is The One Thing. Yeah. Both of those are really great books talking about the difference between habits and discipline. What's interesting though is is Jay was telling me the 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 books, the sales of The One Thing are way down and uh, the sales of Atomic Habits are way up. So I think hmm. everyone is experiencing... Because of the pandemic? Yeah, because of the pandemic. So I think everyone hmm. is really thinking like, I, I want to get some good habits here. Ah, well, we can't rely on discipline, you know, and, and there, there's a great story in the one thing uh, about that, you know, if we rely on our own self-discipline, we will fail. So we have to build in systemically, build in habits that that are just that are just built into our day. And I remember when I was exercising uh, every day, the yeah. habit was I would go to the I would go to a class. But remember that? That's <laughs> remember right. We could yeah. go to You're spin single. class, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I would go to spin class. And I remember having the thought every single day because I exercised five to six days a week. You did. I remember thinking if I walk in the front door, the the, the workout's over. Mm-hmm. Meaning, meaning you, that yep. it was such a habit. I was not going to turn around and leave. But if if I relied on self discipline because I got a bike at home, right? I got one of those. Right. It's not a Peloton, but it's similar to that. And guess what? Guess who has not been exercising this whole time? Me, because it, it relied on discipline, not a habit. The habit mm-hmm. was getting in my car with my bag mm. and walking in the front door of the gym, and then I let the habit carry me through. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a really big deal for productivity to 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 force habits and to, and to just get yourself into a mode where you're relying on them. Yeah. Well, especially I think now, you know, when so many of us are um, have habituated our productivity around a different space that's not our home, and so some of us are kind of back into that rhythm. But I think I think that's that, that was just kind of an aha for me. Is like, oh, yeah. my habit was take my kids to school. Then I, you know, meet my team there, and I have my like little rituals before I start my day. And now I'm sort of I'm having to pivot and do all that at home in a different way. So yeah. That's exactly right. And I, I'm going to sneak this one into number four with the habit piece of that because Wendy made a great point. Your habits have all been through... At least all of our habits have all been thrown in the air with all four of us, right? And we're having to reinvent new ones. I think to Tavia's to be as common on the cycling, right? Is if if you're having to form a new habit, accountability really helps. And yeah. so um, making sure that if you if you don't have a physicality that you can go to right now, having an accountability you can go to right now, I think makes a huge difference. And so we even have like a little fitness group with our team where every morning when we get up and go for a workout, it's just a text saying, I am my feet are on the ground, I am out the door. And it, it's trying to create that physicality that we don't have with accountability. Yeah. And for for me, one thing that has helped is, of course, having someone that you're accountable to. The other visual that I love uh, from the one thing is they have a calendar that's like the 66 day to build a habit. And uh, whenever I'm uh, working on a new habit, I print it out and then I'm marking it down every day that I get closer. And for me, that's both accountability because I know I'm going to look at that calendar and I have to mark whether or not I did it. Or, and it's also just a great visual. So I wanted to throw that in there. That's from the One Thing book. Do you guys want to know a secret? Oh, what? You created that? Did you create that one? No, No. I have never done a 66-day challenge. 
Either have I. Okay, but that's yeah, basically you we, haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell anyone. I have done, done, done a lot of them. I've done a lot of them. I have too. I've done so stakers. many of them. The wifey. The wifey <laughs> hasn't done the challenge. <laughs> I'm totally telling on you. I'm just But using. didn't you like edit the book like 66 times or something? Yeah, exactly. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what, Wendy? You just gave you know, all of our listeners actually a ton of hope just now. Because, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You and I are really productive people and neither yes, of us have done it. Granted, I'm not married to the author. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've tried. Extra awesome. I've tried. Yeah. I've tried. Yeah. yeah. But, but here's the thing. Seychelles, what you're talking about with accountability, I love. And, and it's what you're talking about is that, that initial phase of building the habit. The whole mm-hmm. point of this, this hack actually, is so that you get to the point where you actually shouldn't need that much accountability anymore. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's exactly. a little... Look, we always need accountability. But, but the point of it is the hardest part is building the habit. Mm-hmm. And so you can expect to put a lot of energy into that. And for all of you guys listening, that's why I said to choose one, one. thing. So that you spend a lot of energy choosing one of these hacks, get that square, then build. It's called habit stacking. Then stack the next habit after that, right? One thing. And the other thing I like about this little um, confessional that Wendy just made is that uh, (laughs) that leads us into our hack number five, you guys, which is that, you know, we have to block time for our planning. And we need to block. I think it needs to be weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually. More importantly... We need to choose an organizational productivity system and stick with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one and of the things is, that... Well, yeah, I just want to say this is kind of what circles the five tips is, is really that it's really what you're yeah. talking about with the first one, which is getting clarity, right? Mm-hmm. This is the framework for the clarity. Yeah, so I love that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, well, one of the things that I was going to say is, is that, you know, you have to kind of decide, are you a digital? Are you an analog person? Are you a hybrid person? And Sarah mentioned it. There are some things where I think being analog or ha- using paper is better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll admit most, I mean, 90, I don't know, 95% of the time I'm going to be digital, but there's a few times that I am, you know, I use I use paper. And you just mentioned one of them, like a whiteboard, or I would just call it analog, maybe not paper, mm-hmm. but like a whiteboard or a, or a big poster printed up with 66 days that Wendy's not using to X out, you know, or, or whatever it is, you know. And so you have to choose one and stick with it. Well, especially mm-hmm. if you're a visual person, things like that mm-hmm. are super helpful. Yeah. yeah. We, just, we when, tease like, you want to pick it and stick it. That's what we say all the time. Pick well, one, like stick it. with it and, yes. and, and really go go for it. Don't be like, well, I tried that and then it didn't work. So I tried something else and it didn't work. And then I tried that and it didn't work. Well, just pick one. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just really go deep with it and commit to picking it and sticking with it. And eventually it will work. I, I'm a big believer that it needs to stay in front of you because especially as you're building an empire and you have, you know, eventually like 10 different departments and in each department, things are falling apart, but yet Mm -hmm. you still have your priorities that you have to stick with. I mean, if I didn't write them down and have them visually in front of me every single day, all the distractions that come at me in a day, they would never get done. Mm-hmm. And so I would true. forget what they are. By yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning, I would forget what they really are. Good awareness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, good awareness. I, think, I think a lot of us spend a lot of time planning for the year. 
but then we never have a relationship with that plan. You know, yes. what is your what is your relationship with your plan? What's your relationship with your goals? I know for us, we do the plan. The plan goes on what I call a 411, which is four weeks, one month, one year. All of the priorities are on the one year. And so it's all on one page. I'm looking at that. And then every single month, based on what, what I've done already, I, I create a plan for the month. And then based on that monthly plan, I do a weekly plan. And then I'm looking at the whole thing every single day. And I, I use, uh, I don't actually use a lot of paper. I'm just happy with the, the digital thing works for me. And I have a link to all of my plans for all of my different divisions. So like right there and then a link to all of our spreadsheets and everything. So I just wake up every day. That's oh, what, like that's that. my priority for the day. That's um, awesome. But then I also have my task list, which I just keep in a little notebook, right? Which is kind of a rolling thing. But um, that for me works super well. I love awesome. that. Well, guys, this has been fantastic. This is part one of our two-part series, right? On being more productive with the 24 hours that we all have in a day, right? We all get the same amount of time. And when we look back over the first five tips we've given you, right? The first one is making sure that you are clear on all aspects of your productivity, right? Be clear on your purpose, your goals, the tactics or the tasks. Number two, make sure that you are living a life of priorities, right? Not that we're living a life of little tiny task lists, but putting those big priorities, those big rocks first. Number three, I thought you guys did beautifully on this one, which was talking about managing your time around when you have the most energy. Doesn't mean it has to be around everyone has the same calendar and the same schedule, but that you are managing around when you personally are the most energetic and the most productive. Then focus on building habits, right? Building habits with accountability um, and then using those habits to then build your productivity. And the last one, I love that Wendy said, plan around the relationship you want to have with your time and using the framework of the 411 or whatever works for you to build your plan with how you then build your framework around your clarity of priorities and your clarity with your focus. So, so I just... Good. This is awesome, you guys. A great job today. I got and, a little uh, music to, to, to send us off with. <laughs> a little uh, rocky <laughs> like a hurricane, guys. A little rocky okay. like a, yeah. a vunving Vopra. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.